most delightfully fascinating character in the realms of mystery, Charlie Chan. pointed definitely to Dr. Swan. But Swan's murder left the case wide open with everyone at Pineview a possible suspect. Charlie Chan, knowing that several of those present are lying about their activities the night of Landini's murder, tells the various guests to take their places at the different locations they occupied when they heard the fatal shot. A reenactment of the crime. In rapid succession, Charlie Chan questions the guests. And now, in the seclusion of the study, he discusses the results with Sam Holt, Don Holt, the sheriff, and pretty Leslie Beaton. Well, taking it all in all, Mr. Chan, your reenactment of the crime did warm up the trail a bit. Indeed, yes, Mr. Holt. I now possess very definite proof that Mr. Ryder is lying. Why does Mr. Ryder lie? Is he guilty? Perhaps. It is possible, and it is thought which cannot be dismissed. If not guilty, then what? That he's trying to hide somebody. Correct, Sheriff. And if so, who is Mr. Ryder trying to hide? Doggone it. Or Sting, of course. Who else? Quite so, Sheriff. Mr. Ryder has undoubtedly found the same answer to addition sum which we have so often added. And like us, Mr. Ryder, disliking to see loyal and aged Chinese servant arrested, decides to shield him. I know you're going to laugh at me. But... My dear Miss Beaton, we welcome your opinion. And as for laughter, at present moment, it is far from my mind. Well, I... My woman's intuition tells me that our thing killed neither Landini nor Dr. Swan. Ah? But, Miss Beaton, your woman's intuition, which, by the way, I do not disparage, this woman's intuition, however does not help in matter of presenting evidence to defend our sing in court. Right, Inspector Chan. And here's something else. And I might as well tell you, I, I had a call from the DA's office. He did, Chan? Uh, what'd they say? Oh, they were sarcastic. Asked me if we'd given up trying to solve this thing and if we weren't just having a good vacation at the expense of Dudley Ward. That, I am sorry to say, is what I have been expecting. 
What other matters did they bring to your attention? I told them that we had the situation well in hand and that they could expect an arrest within a few days. Mm, golly, son, I ain't so sure that I'd have added that last. Oh, they mentioned the fact that if we cared to look into the matter, we'd uh, find there was a young fellow by the name of Hugh Beaton who was heir to Landini Estate. To which you answered? That if they cared to look into the matter further, they'd find that Beaton wasn't and never was heir to Landini's estate. Their reaction to that statement? They shut up. Come in. Yes? Oh, Mr. Romano. Mr. Chen, I have come here to have a chat with you. Oh, then I'll go. Oh, it is not necessary, Mr. Beaton. What I wish to tell you, Mr. Chen, can be told to everyone, and not only here, but everywhere. Uh, you said, uh, that is, you indicated that you have the suspicion of me because I am what you call heir to Landini Estate, no? Degree of suspicion, yes, Mr. Romano. When one's chicken coop has been raided... One looks with suspicion upon all merchants selling eggs in the marketplace. But you are agree that the one who killed Ellen Landini is the same one who killed Dr. Swan? That is supposition, Mr. Romano, which may or may not be correct. Uh, proceed. But I could not have killed Dr. Swan. I have a witness. As I tell you, I get out of a bed. I have only the, the pajamas, the... the, the Dressing gown, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Ryder, Miss Beaton, our singer, they know that is the truth. I could not have gone to house and kill a swan. I, um, well, we were all waiting for you more than 40 minutes before you, you and the sheriff returned. How could I be the one to kill swan? Then, Mr. Romano, you in turn will have to agree to certain facts. What are these effects, Mr. Chen? If you are in possession of alibi in matter of the death of Dr. Swan, then so is Miss Beaton, who was in your presence? Yes, uh, but yes, I never have a suspicion of Mr. Beaton. Likewise, Mr. Ryder would be eliminated from catalogue of suspected persons? Oh, certainly. Uh, Mr. Ryder, he was with me. And Ah Singh? Do you think Ah Singh could have gone down road to deserted house? And returned within necessary time limit? No, 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 no. I seen he could not. Mr. Ward? He was in bed. Do you think Mr. Ward would have done so? <laughs> Impossible. Ridiculous. He wasn't in bed when I seen went to his room. Then there remains Mr. Hugh Beaton, who was likewise in bed. That is, according to his sister, Miss Beaton. And that's the truth. I believe it. I, I believe it. Then we come down to Mrs. O'Farrell. I can see Mrs. O'Farrell plodding through the snow, bent on killing Swan. But uh, no, no, not a Mrs. O'Farrell. Uh, but perhaps, uh, uh, yes, a Cecile. Uh, sorry to disappoint, Mr. Romano. But it was not Cecile's footprints we followed in snow. But it could have been her husband. Uh, do not forget that he hates a swan with a hate like the poison of a snake. Would uh, you meet Mr. Ireland in a vacant house at midnight, Mr. Romano, if he hated you as much as he hated swan? No, most certainly not. Not even for money? Not for all of the money in the world. Then do you think that Dr. Swan was more brave than you? But no, I... Uh, uh, I am a sorry gentleman. I, I am making a mistake in thinking I can convince you that I do not kill the swan. I'm sorry, Mr. Romano. But you have exactly the same degree of alibi as everyone else in this case. Uh, here. Come in, please. 
to see me, Mr. Chan? Yes, Mr. Ireland. Will you be so kind as to look on top of desk and tell me, have you seen that 45 before? Sure. It's mine. I brought it down here because my wife, Cecile, was scared to death. You uh, used it? Used it? What do you mean? Oh. <laughs> Think I killed Swan with it? Mm -hmm. Well, you're wrong. Not that I would have minded killing that rat. But listen, I bought the car cartridges for that gun after Swan was killed. And the gunsmith will tell you that he remarked that the gun hadn't been fired for years. He, uh, the gunsmith, suggested that I go out in his backyard and fire one shot before I turned it over to Cecile. Which you did? Yes. Then I reloaded it and gave it to Cecile. But if it's alibis you're looking for, I've got a better one. I awakened about 12.30 and remembered that I needed new magneto points for the plane. So I sent a night letter to San Francisco. You'll find that the telephone company has a record of that call. If you fellows keep on providing alibis for yourselves and one another at this rate, I'll begin to think that I killed Swan in my sleep. Only Inspector Chan here can provide a good alibi for me. <laughs> yes. Excessive concentration, like excess in anything, not good. I suggest that before it is completely dark, <laughs> we take a little walk. Appetizer before dinner, if you wish. You take uh, my arm, Mr. Holt. Yeah, good idea, Mr. Chan. How about you, Leslie? I think it's a splendid idea. Mr. Romano? Ah, no, 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 Mr. Chan. This time of evening uh, for singer, it is treacherous. The throat, the, that is sensitive throat, it cannot stand the dampness in the air. I've got a little job to finish on the car if there isn't anything else, Mr. Chan. No, Mr. Island. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll go on ahead, Leslie and I. <laughs> Please do, Sheriff. <laughs> We older ones will stole at no doubt more leisurely pace. <laughs> Man of my proportions must take exercise seasoned with much discretion. Shucks, yeah, Mr. Chan, you ain't so, so large. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. A case, no doubt, of overdeveloped chest, which is located somewhat lower than usual. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's back door. Your pardon, Mr. Holt. Two steps down. That is it. Yeah, thanks. <sighs> yeah, smells good, don't it, Mr. Chan? Ah, yes. We who live in houses forget last too often to be fully appreciative of good things of nature. Watch you don't catch cold, Dad. Now, I'll be all right, son. <laughs> now, ain't that the limit, Mr. Chan? Here I'm getting nigh to the end of my days, but to hear dawn, you'd think I was just out of the cradle. You got sons like that, I suppose, Mr. Chan? Indeed, yes, Mr. Holt. Princes have censors, and fathers have sons. I... Ah. Uh, what is it, Mr. Chan? Again, I repeat, man who hides treasures in snow forgets that summer is coming. Rain has dispersed snow under trees, and I find this. Hmm. Yeah, feels like a piece of bark. It is a piece of bark, Mr. Holt. Still, I can't... Say nothing, Mr. Holt. Tonight, after dark, with assistance of your son, we shall forge one more link in chain. Or perhaps, I should say, we shall weave one more strand in rope which will, in finish, avenge death of Madame Landini. What can be the significance of the piece of bark? 
And what does Inspector Chan expect to do after dark? When you have heard your sponsor's message, Inspector Chan will be with us again. something from the Chinese classics this evening? Indeed, yes, Mr. Wilson. It is brought to mind because of this case. The murder of Madame Landini is drawing to close, and friends made under unusual circumstances must soon come to parting of ways. Yes, Inspector? It is well to remember to treat all with kindliness, for though we walk a thousand miles along the way with a friend, Moment of goodbye is at the end, inevitable. Thank you, Inspector, and good night. (laughs) 